jumping in right on into it again quickly. Welcome to Active Discourse, the multi-platform technology podcast, and this is a bonus episode. I'm Brett. I have an iPhone 12 mini, and I want to talk to Bo about it. I'm that Bo, and my last phone is from 2018, so it's probably not worth talking about. Let's stick to the <laughs> iPhone 12 mini for now. <laughs> we'll start with that anyway. So no follow-up because this is a bonus episode. So iPhone 12 mini, nearly a year in review. Back in November, when I bought this, I remarked that the iPhone 12 mini is nearly perfect for me. I absolutely love the size, and there was really only two downsides to it. I was bummed that there was no high refresh rate display, and the battery life wasn't great back then, but turning 5G off helped. Both of those remain true today. Otherwise, this phone is absolutely killer. I still just love the size of the phone but the battery life is getting a little frustrating to me. If I push the phone too hard during a day, it will need a recharge. And if I'm not on Wi-Fi over a day, I think in like February, the place I was staying at had terrible Wi-Fi. And so I just didn't connect to Wi-Fi. I'd have to charge my phone like twice a day. And that was not ideal. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I've basically just been constantly thinking about it because I absolutely love the display size. I don't notice it being any smaller than the iPhone 10 and that still remains today. And I really want Apple to continue making iPhone minis, but the latest rumor is that Apple won't be releasing a new iPhone mini in 2022. The iPhone mini in 2021 might be the last one for a while. Yeah, man. Compact phones going the way of the Dodo. It's frustrating but it is what it is because i mean the iphone 12 mini supposedly hasn't sold very well i mean it doesn't surprise me i think a lot of the people who would have bought it probably bought the iphone se in june 2020 and then when the iphone 12 mini came out it was a little too expensive and then a lot of the people who wanted it probably already bought the iphone se so uh yeah iphone 12 mini sales have not been great and that hasn't exactly been i mean it's been a rumor but it hasn't exactly been a secret so i want the best possible iphone mini and so i think i'm actually going to sell my iphone mini and go back to my iphone 10 for a few months so that i could sell my iphone mini now get a couple bucks for it so that i can be ready to buy the new one on day one yeah i I think it'd be interesting to have apple do it like every uneven years or odd years, I suppose, yeah. so that they do it. So they skip a year and have their normal iPhone models out every every year, bring out a mini every other year. I have no idea what they're going to do next. My hope is that, I mean, I'm just yet another data point buying, you know, last year's iPhone mini and this year's iPhone mini. I can only buy so many iPhone minis, but, you know. <laughs> Vote with your wallet, Brett. <laughs> exactly. I'm voting with my wallet. I want another one, so I'm buying <laughs> another one. Just keep buying them, um, the same ones. I wouldn't be surprised if what they do is they just release it as an iPhone SE in the future. The original iPhone SE was an iPhone 5S with an iPhone 6S processor. So I kind of wouldn't be surprised if they just do that again, basically in like 2023 or God forbid 2024. They just take that year's iPhone and put that year's iPhone in a smaller body and just take the 2021 iPhone mini and merge them up mash them up together essentially i wouldn't be surprised if that's what they do but yeah who knows how long i have to wait and i don't really want to wait that much longer 
Uh, another thing to mention as well, by the way, here is the fact that... Hold on one second. Are you going to the bathroom? I do have to. Then I will be pausing this. That's fair. We need to pause this for a moment because of the fact that I am mm-hmm. located right next to a bathroom. Okay. And... I can't be talking and remove the sounds of bathroom from my voice. No worries. So. <laughs> <laughs> Background flush. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was on a call the other day. Yeah, I'm done. I'm cutting. I'm cutting all this. Um, I was on a call the other day, and this was before I, I recognized. I realized that. I don't know if they really thought much about it, but. I can't help but be concerned that people thought that I was going to right. the bathroom while I was basically <laughs> ranting about something. That's not ideal. <laughs> right. So I'm keeping that in mind. But yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I feel sad. I Just off before, since I'm not going to be, I'm going to be cutting this, I do feel a little sad to sell the iPhone mini because this really is one of my more favorite phones lately. Mm. But Yeah. Yeah, I don't ah. wish there was still a place for the smaller ones. People just don't buy them. People want big-ass phones. I agree. I agree. There's a couple podcasts that I listen to that kind of talk down on the iPhone mini as well. And it just frustrates me to no end when they basically are like, yeah, I have the iPhone 12 Pro Max, and it's the best phone I've ever had. Like, I, I mean, that's your opinion, man. Okay. All right. So we're back on to recording now. One last thing to note as well. The reason why I want to have the best possible iPhone mini for as long as possible is because this phone will be supported forever, basically. What, the iPhone 6S from 2015 is still getting iOS 15 in a couple months? I, I almost wouldn't be surprised if we get 10 years of su- iOS support soon. And these phones might be it. So as a amateur app developer i've noticed something that building a small ui to scale up is a lot easier than building a big ui to scale down like my ui since i've built the ui for sneaker tracker to be optimized for iphone mini it actually looks better on my iphone 10 and in the simulator on the iphone 12 max but scaling down isn't as easy because i don't just want to shrink the text that leads to legibility issues at least for scaling up you end up with maybe just more white space in between things and it just looks like it breathes more when you gotta scale down you gotta take into account you know overlapping items things colliding exactly and scaling up from an iphone 12 mini to an iphone 12 max isn't that big of a deal like scaling up from an iphone mini to an ipad like obviously i'm going to design a different user interface for an ipad but right now apple gives you no reason to they they don't really have any any apis that says oh you're on a 12 max let's give you a, a dramatically different user paradigm like there's there's still no split screen on the bigger phones it's still a phone so yeah, that's a that's a big reason why I'm going to continue getting the minis, or at least I'm going to have a mini just kind of available for a while because I'm probably just going to test on the minis in hand a lot, whether it's my primary phone or not. So I will have an iPhone mini in my household for the foreseeable future, most likely after I sell and buy a new one, <laughs> because very soon, unless the iPhone 10 fails this next week, 
I will probably sell the iPhone 12 mini and get some money. Keep that compact phone dream alive, man. It's it's a scary new world we're going Mm. into. These big phones that don't fit in your hands. (laughs) Okay, one more topic. At least one more topic. What's your thoughts on the Pixel 6? Are you considering that over the Sony? I know we spoke a little bit about the Sony in the last few episodes. I don't think you've made a decision, though. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm a little bit closer to making a decision now than I was before. And that decision is to do nothing. (laughs) Ah, Great. The the default. Sony... Sony, the Xperia 1 Mark III was a very, very compelling phone with a couple drawbacks. I really like... I've heard this conversation before, and I'm concerned. I really like that it it has all the features that we used to consider standard. Headphone jack, SD card slot. On top of that, it's got wireless charging. It's got great hardware uh, decent sized battery, good screen specs, and and all that. And it's not too much bigger physically than my Galaxy S9 Plus. The drawbacks for me are that the camera is not immediately usable. It takes some fiddling, mm-hmm. and at this point, I'm not super interested in that. I want a little bit more of a point and shoot as I head into the next few years. And the screen actually I consider a bit of overkill Mm. considering the size of the phone and the battery. It's 4K with a high refresh rate and the battery life seems to maybe not suffer but the battery life doesn't thrive under those conditions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, MKBHD's review of it indicated that battery life suffered as a result of it. Yeah, so I we could maybe say suffer. Yeah. We could maybe keep that word on the table. Yeah. So I, I'm maybe not going to get the Sony. I'm I really like it as a device, and I wish I could get it. Especially since this is you know I've been talking about it for years. Like man, if Sony supported US bands, I would totally get one. And you know, and then mm-hmm. I started thinking, well, maybe I get the Xperia Five mark three but it doesn't have wireless charging and that's like a total deal breaker for me oh right dude 100 so i don't think i'm gonna get it i'm looking a lot heavier at the pixel 6 or the next samsung you mean like the 22 well or coming up like here the in fold? the next month or two samsung's only gonna have like the oh. fold and the you know that stuff so i don't know about that but you know it doesn't okay. sound like they're gonna have a note so it would be yeah. i don't know the next s series would be not until you know february or something so that'd be quite a while but oh my god oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna die uh, your s9 is going to disintegrate in your hands <laughs> it's still doing very well but yes it's probably that's like good. behind the curtain it's probably like it probably goes to sleep at night crying when i set it down kill me <laughs> <laughs> just let me sleep <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I Yeah, the rumors for the 6, the Pixel 6 is shaping up to be pretty sweet. It does. It is missing some of the features. I don't follow the Pixel 6 rumors extremely closely, but I can't imagine they have an SD card slot or a headphone jack. So yeah. 
and and the the headphone jack Except i can actually do without the sd yeah. card slot is a little bit more of an issue but not a total deal breaker because i can get a phone with more storage yeah. it's not ideal yeah. but I, I can work with that so those as long as it's got wireless charging and, and a few of other of these important features then i think i'm on board with it because on the yeah. plus side it sounds like there's going to be five plus years of software support it's gonna have it's good a great camera as all the other pixels do very point and shoot and it's got a new design the aesthetics of it look great and then there was mm-hmm. one more thing i was kind of thinking the the new in-house hardware the new chip coming out of google so that yeah. could be very good so there's a, there's a lot of things i'm i'm looking at the pixel 6 for i i think the pixel 6 is definitely the next best contender but i don't know i i do know every single year there's an issue with the pixel and sometimes it's a deal breaker now that said though the pixel 5 didn't really have any deal breakers the only downside is that it wasn't extremely exciting Mm -hmm. but you know if they keep the not so extremely exciting but add a couple more features to it i think that could result out pretty well and this might be the first pixel without deal breakers but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And I think that it should be a good contender. Yeah. Also, just to go back to the Sony for one second, the price was also yeah. a huge detractor oh, for God. me getting the device because it's thirteen hundred dollars. There's yeah. a lot I could do with thirteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, on the Sony, like the big reason why I'm selling my iPhone Mini is with the hope that the next one has slightly better battery life. Like I just need a little bit more battery life in order to survive some of the hardest days that I put it through and I can't recommend a phone that has notably bad battery life at the start. If you got it though, I'd be curious to see it and I'd hope that the battery life would go fine. I mean, you sit at a desk most of the day, so you could probably just charge it, but I mean, it is what it is. So. Yeah. We go out and about every once in a while. So it'd be nice to have a capability of doing that without you yeah. know, thinking the but plus if it's got such a great camera, which it does if you fiddle with it, then you're going to be using it. Yeah. The screen's going to be on. You're going to be outdoors, possibly. So oh, you're going to yeah. need brightness. And before you know it, the thing is melting your hands off. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the Pixel 6 comes out ASAP. Do you want to talk about Windows 365 momentarily? Let's do a quick, quick blurb. There's not much we can say about it because it's pretty much a beta software for enterprises only. But the reason why I just wanted to mention it was because with my recent cloud gaming experience, I'm actually really intrigued by this software. One thing I looked at when I was playing Assassin's Creed Origins, I looked at the GPU that was registered and it was like a 16 gigabyte NVIDIA Tesla GPU, which I have no idea what that means, (laughs) but I was able to set it up uh, so 16 gigabytes is crazy at least in my perspective and i was able to set Assassin's creed origins to run at ultra high settings across the board so and it worked great so my assumption is that it's a very fast gpu and lo and behold because i'm streaming i my my laptop didn't get hot and that was pretty sweet. And the battery life was just fine. It was just streaming Netflix, essentially. I think that's amazing. I think that has a really, really strong potential to change how we do things if we ever have, like, intense processing that we ever have to do. Yeah. 
or yeah, just load something up if you've got, you know, if you're if it comes to hobbyists and you're like a hobbyist animator or something and you want to render yeah. a 30 minute animation, load up uh, Windows 365 and kick the server farm into high gear, render your thing <laughs> at high quality and there you go and you're not clogging up your local machine or even have to have a powerful local machine. So very cool exactly yeah you can literally just have like a a macbook air from years back and it's just a portal into the computer that you have on the other side of the screen yeah it's very interesting and and for enterprises which which is where it's kind of entering the market it's i see it as being very useful too because i imagine that makes it a little easier to administrate and spin up more of these Mm -hmm. things for users within the organization so i think this is a it's a genius move. Microsoft is already big in the server game, so uh, yeah. this I think is just it's putting a front end on on it. Yeah, I I think it it launches what in August. So I just wanted to mention it because I think it's very interesting with all the cloud stuff going on these days. I think this has been theorized for decades now, but now that it's finally technically possible, our internet speeds are fast enough to allow it. Our latency is low enough. I think that it's going to be really. A really interesting decade coming up. I I don't think much will happen in the next like year or two or maybe three, but five years things might look really different. So yeah, if you know we we talked about this, I think at the end was it the end of twenty twenty? We had the, the beginning of twenty twenty. Beginning of twenty twenty, we had the, the the look back yeah, on decade the decade and and, and yep. you look back at what the what our tech scene was like and internet scene back in 2010 it was like completely lacking in streaming of any sort for the most part and then all of a sudden 2020 you know within that decade we're streaming everything everything right games movies netflix gets to be probably the biggest entertainment company around you know in terms of streaming Mm -hmm. and so just within that 10 years, how much changed? And then now extrapolate on that for the next 10 and see what happens with streaming and just the capabilities. Because I think I like internet speeds could see further increases too. And that's only going to help that a segment. I think it'll be very interesting to see if, if we can drop latency into the sub 10 milliseconds across the board. I, I know rural, it's going to be pretty hard to do that in rural areas. But if like people living in suburban areas not necessarily big hubs like chicago or uh new york or los angeles like if you can be just in the suburbs of a of a hub and have 10 milliseconds i think that that would that has a pretty high potential so Mm -hmm. yeah anyway maybe we'll let's i'll try to revisit this in 10 years maybe we'll we'll think about that it's a long time away from here hey siri remind me in 10 years (laughs) Nice, nice. So what we do on bonus episodes is we don't have picks, but we have a question of the day. The last one was pretty great, so let's see what we do here. So it's a would-you-rather question. And so for a two-week vacation, would you rather travel around Europe, visiting at least three cities, or stay in a single resort in the Caribbean? And you can choose the cities and or resort Mm. of your choice. What's your perfect vacation, essentially? 
both good for different reasons. Uh I would like to say Europe and three cities, but I feel like realistically, when thinking about actually doing it, I would probably do the single resort in the Caribbean. (laughs) Single resort in the Caribbean? So why? Why? Because then I could just sit at the beach and not have to plan going to three different cities. Just realistically, I think that's that's exactly how I would play that out. Although there are a bunch of places in Europe that I would like to go to. Would you would you do an all inclusive or would you try to go out and get some food? I think I uh, would try to I try to get out in the town a little bit. Um, I went okay. to Cozumel, Mexico, and stayed at a resort there. It was an inclusive one, and it was good. But was we made one trip into town and got some some tacos and stuff. And I would have liked to have done a little bit more of that. Mm. Okay. Okay. Cool. How about you? I, yeah, I have kind of done the travel around Europe, except it was just Italy, but I did for my anniversary, my first anniversary, we did travel to Venice, Florence, and Rome over the course of two weeks. That was absolutely incredible. I would do that again. I think two weeks in a single resort is probably too much i guess it depends on what's in the resort like if you can if you're into spas if you're if it has a gigantic water park and a lot of different things to do and you just want to relax i think that the single resort would be really good for that but me being the nomad i get a lot out of seeing different cities and When you're vacationing and you have all the time in the day to dedicate to that city, you can see... We were able to see Venice and Florence pretty well in four days each. We were able to understand how Venice worked and how Florence worked pretty well. over, And we just stayed there for four days each. And it was the trip of a lifetime. I think we got a little lucky just with all the different places we were able to see and the time frame in which we went there. And obviously the fact that we went there for an anniversary and all the Italians were like, oh my God, you're here for an anniversary. Let's give you all the bread and uh, cheese that you want. <laughs> that was pretty great. <laughs> that does sound great. <laughs> yeah. So I I would go with that again just because I have experience with it. So, Yeah. Right on. Highly recommended. And you should do that for your aniver- your uh, honeymoon slash anniversary as well, by the way, whenever you end up start planning that. You have a long way to go. But yeah, we got, a, we got a bit. Highly recommended. Don't just go to the Caribbean. Um, if you can swing it, try to go see something really cool. I think we're just going to go to a Motel there. 6 down the road. <laughs> they leave the light on for us. So <laughs> Nice. Nice, nice. You even got the slogan yeah. in there. Good work. We are not sponsored We're ready by Motel for 6. advertising. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, anyway. Ding. Not yet, anyway. All right. So, closing out this episode, thank you for listening. If you want to share any feedback, or questions, or topic suggestions, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. We are at Active Discourse, starting a trend from the most recent episode. Uh, if I need to remind you to subscribe, if you like hearing us, please subscribe in your podcast app of choice. Yeah. I don't know. I got nothing else to say. So that's it for now. We're still working on the whole subscription call yeah, out action. Exactly. You're very much welcome to subscribe to us. We'll allow exactly. it. Exactly. We'll we'll allow you. We don't need any permissions. You can just do it. You can take what you want. Next time we will be talking about Samsung's event. There'll be a new 
There'll be new folding phones, there'll be new watches. I know you've spoken about getting a new watch with the new platform, so mm-hmm. we will see if that's enticing. And we will talk again in August. That'll be mm-hmm. fun. Until next time, stay see safe. See you the next one. Bye. <laughs>